RC Top 3, a weekly podcast of the top three stories from Regnum Christi. Immortal Openness to God Dear friends in Christ, Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing upon earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Psalm 73 Shortly after the Bolshevik Revolution, which instantiated communism in Russia and established what was perhaps history's first explicit atheist regime, the Irish poet W.B. Yeats attempted to capture the spirit of the age. Turning and turning in the widening gyre, the falcon cannot hear the falconer. Things fall apart, the center cannot hold. Mere anarchy is loosed upon the world. Things fall apart, the center cannot hold. It is, perhaps, an apt expression for our fragmented society and our own quest for self-fulfillment. The more we try to hold things together by our own power, the more we realize how hopeless the endeavor truly is. Death, from one perspective, is the final falling apart. We lose control one last time, and this loss appears definitive. As Pope Benedict XVI described it, death is the impossibility of giving oneself a foothold, the final collapse of self-determination. Christ, however, is the one in whom all things hold together. Colossians chapter 1, verse 17. As we cede control to Him, our hearts open to life and begin to flourish, and death loses its sting. Each August 15th, the Church celebrates the Solemnity of the Assumption to remind us of that truth. For in Mary, we see someone fully opened to the Lord. In Mary, we see someone who surrendered everything to God. Someone who, instead of shrieking, I want it my way, trustingly replied, Let it be done to me according to your word. Where that openness to God is present, the body's earthly life still ends. But eternal life body and soul united in the glory of God, is assured. Things do indeed fall apart, but we can choose our response. We can clutch and grasp to the bitter end, or we can surrender everything to the God who loves us. And in that daily letting go, which is a very real sort of death, we enter more deeply into the mystery of Mary's assumption, as the fulfillment of God's promise and the joyful auspice of our own calling to eternal life. In Christ, Father John Pietro Paoli, L.C. Holy Land, The Last Pilgrim, in theaters, August 19th. Testimonies of Radical Conversions in the Land of Jesus. On August 19th, the International Catholic Film Festival premieres a documentary film in the United States, Holy Land, the Last Pilgrim, by Goya Productions. This new film weaves testimonies of converts in the Holy Land, along with a fictional account of a mother and her young family, who are struggling to make a pilgrimage to the tomb of Jesus. This film, which has a structure similar to Fatima, The Last Mystery, and Corazón Ardiente, will be in Spanish, with English subtitles. The original inspiration for this film came from a concern at the reduction of the number of Christians who are now living in the Holy Land. It wants to be a call to action 
for Christians who have forgotten their biblical origins. I also see it as a help for Christians in the Holy Land who, in these difficult times, have seen the number of pilgrims decline, says Andres Garrigo, the director of the film. The filmmaker continued, Among the testimonies of this feature film stands out that of the Mexican priest Juan Maria Solana, L.C., who is recognized as the inspiration and guide of the Magdala Project, which resulted in the discovery of the ruins of a synagogue from the first century. Father Solana is an example of what can be done to attract pilgrims from all over the world to the land of Jesus. Garrigo added that this and other testimonies show that Christ is still alive and is performing miracles in the land of his birth. This is one more reason to rediscover the importance of a pilgrimage, not only as an unforgettable experience, but primarily as a much-needed support for Christians who are struggling to survive in the Holy Land. The film also shows the dramatic situation of Christians in Israel, severely affected by the suspension of pilgrimages due to the pandemic. The director of the film says that, This film is not intended to be a tourist documentary. It's not about ruins. It's about mysteries, miraculous changes, and salvation. It injects optimism and invites you to play your own part in changing things. It motivates us to rise above pandemics and setbacks and to see the dazzling light of the resurrection on the big screen. Finally, Father Juan Solana, L.C., who has been living in Israel for nearly 20 years, says that the Holy Land is the fifth gospel. It is the one that gives color, life, climate, and context to the other four gospels. I strongly recommend visiting the Holy Land. For her part, Gabby Jacoba, director of the International Catholic Film Festival, stated that we are very happy to be able to take the film to the entire American continent. This is a film that reminds us that the Holy Land is a treasure to which we have access, to the Holy Land of Jesus, to the origin of our faith. It is a beautiful film that tells us about the real action of God and people. After going to the Holy Land, people no longer live their faith in the same way. Let's travel with the heart. We are waiting for you at the cinema. Holy Land, The Last Pilgrim, tells the story of a family in crisis. Carmen, Susie Leo, sees her marriage stalled. Her husband, Carlos Cañas, doesn't trust her, and her children, especially Pedro, Alex Larumbe, don't understand her. By proposing to go on a trip to the Holy Land, a storm is unleashed and mixed feelings emerge. She manages to convince them to make the journey, and along the way, we will meet people with impressive lives and testimonies. We will enter places that are not just biblical ruins, but are solid pillars of a faith which transforms our hearts. New National Sports Tournament brings ECYD boys together. As the ECYD Boys Section Director in Atlanta, Georgia, Father Patrick O'Laughlin, L.C., has a calendar jam-packed with a variety of events and activities. Along with his ECYD team, he is responsible for all of the resources and tools that ECYD provides to the boys for their spiritual formation, organizes all of the ECYD teams and the conquest clubs in Atlanta, and coordinates the different spiritual mentors, including legionary priests and Regan Christie men and young adults, who provides spiritual accompaniment to the boys about once a month. Father Patrick also helps coordinate ECYD apostolic opportunities, 
serving on Mercy Missions Atlanta that runs monthly missions for high schoolers. In addition, Father Patrick runs all the local ECYD boys' events, like retreats which are typically held several times a year, and a father and son camp that is put on each semester. Just recently, he finished up Camp Atlantis, a week-long camp for boys in 5th to 8th grades, held this June in Jasper, Georgia. Besides being the ECYD boys' local director in Atlanta, Father Patrick is also on the National ECYD Life Department team, currently headed up by Consecrated Woman of Ergen Christi, Maria Knuth. As a part of this team, he helps with coordinating national events for the boys, including ECYD Summer Mission Corps program, which gathers high school boys and girls across the world into teams to serve at ECYD camps, retreats, and missions over the summer. Despite having his hands full coordinating local and national ECYD boys' activities, there was one event that Father Patrick and some of the other ECYD boys' directors felt was still missing. Growing up in ECYD himself, one of Father Patrick's greatest memories of his time as a young member were the national conventions he used to attend. Raised in Syracuse, New York, Father Patrick fondly recalls the large ECYD conventions he would travel across the border to attend in Cornwall, Ontario. Back in the day when I was a boy, it was a big convention, with a lot of boys, and we would play hockey, we would go to a Montreal Canadiens NHL game, we would visit St. Joseph's Oratory, and there would be a huge competition between all the different clubs there all the way through it. I just remember having such a fantastic time. These fond memories gave Father Patrick the idea to organize a national ECYD sports tournament, working with different ECYD directors and localities all over the United States. The tournament, which was coordinated by an organizing team consisting of legionary priests and ECYD high school students and RC young men, was hosted at the Sacred Heart Apostolic School in Rolling Prairie, Indiana, and was held over President's Day weekend in February of this year. Middle school boys from ECYD sections from various localities, such as Atlanta, Kentucky, Cincinnati, Detroit, and Houston, joined in the three-day tournament, and the participants from the different localities even showed up in their own unique ECYD team jerseys. Besides competing in a variety of sports, the boys enjoyed activities like scavenger hunts, an ECYD holy hour, and even a day of skiing. It was a great experience to see a lot of the boys who came from the South who had never skied before. They were just super excited to see all the snow and go skiing in Indiana, says Father Patrick. It was a really great time, and I was so impressed that for a first-time event, we had teams from all over the country come and have a blast. Everyone loved it. The event was such a success that Father Patrick has also saved the date for next year's tournament. It will be held once again at Sacred Heart Apostolic School over President's Day weekend, February 17th to 20th, 2023. And Father Patrick is looking forward to even more boys from even more ECYD sections taking part. Father Patrick was assigned to Atlanta in 2018 as director of the ECYD boys section in the greater Atlanta area and was ordained to the priesthood on May 4th, 2019. Besides his work with ECYD on the local and national level, Father Patrick also serves as a part-time campus ministry chaplain at Pinecrest Academy, a Reagan Christie school in Atlanta. And although Father Patrick spends much of his time coordinating ECYD events, one of the aspects of his role in ECYD that he enjoys the most 
is the one-on-one conversations he gets to have with the boys after the events are all over. I really love the spiritual mentoring part of my role, following up on retreats and camps or the different experiences that the boys have had, and seeing how the Lord is working in them. To find out more about ECYD in your area, or to stay informed on national events, visit their website at ecyd.org. To find out more about Father Patrick's work with ECYD in the Atlanta area, visit rcatlanta.org. For more resources, visit www.regnumchristi.org or download the Regnum Christi English app today.